So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Simon, and I'm from the band Raptors. I'm going to ask them some questions, say, about their upcoming album, Living Without Death's Permission. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? It's been humbling, man. It's been it's been absolutely awesome. Uh, really, really, really beyond grateful for, uh, yeah, such an awesome response. It's mm-hmm. been... Uh, Yes, yeah, been a turbulent old time. So uh, by the time the announcement came, we were like, thank God we can just get here. <laughs> yeah. But like for everyone to kind of seemingly open it like their arms in the same fashion as us just being like, have this. Mm-hmm. And everyone, yeah, it's been received really well. So Hell yeah. I, I, I really, I did enjoy listening to the record. You guys got some earworms on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some catchy <laughs> shit, man. That's the- that's uh mission mission accomplished hell yeah right? uh, definitely what we wanted to be in there all the time mm-hmm. Fuck perfect yeah. uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah so with um regards to the title um that came there's a it's a term of phrase that i've coined um from basically i had a, a a near fatal accident not so long ago oh. um, where i nearly died well i got told i should be dead oh, wow. uh, which oh. n- never never a, a, a nice thing to hear however no. it's um it did change my entire outlook on on everything so really from being told i shouldn't be alive I, i've kind of felt like i'm on borrowed time and everything from here is kind of like a complete bonus. Um, and so it like the film Final Destination. That's the kind of like inspiration for it, where I feel like if death was a person, um, I'd be living without their permission now. So um, the the album essentially is just about my outlook on life since, since the accident, really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. I'm very happy to hear that you know you you made it through because god dude mm-hmm. i'm sorry yeah. Yeah. no well well it's you know what it's it's um yeah nothing nothing to be sorry about like i am i'm here and fucking i feel all like 100 times better for it. it it's kind of uh nothing can be taken for granted and a uh, time it, it well life itself can just be taken at any point it literally literally on the next corner it could be could be the end so um it is kind of open open my eyes to um to, to me it's a it's a better way of living um and it, it just involves not holding back uh not um not biting my tongue and uh yeah it kind of puts a lot of things into perspective and things that i, I used to get hung up on and and certain things that I'd probably tiptoe around. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, there's just no time for it now. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah, it's de- it, from from a potentially very negative thing. It's uh, it's spawned um, yeah, very much a positive um, outlook on life. That's good. Good. Yeah. Good. And the cover art is there any meaning behind that? So with the, the cover art, um, it really was we wanted the album to uh just be as raw and as honest 
and genuine and us as mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. So the in a nutshell, the the album artwork is it's a thirty foot wall that we have gone and painted. So that that <laughs> that that X is just something that we we got on some very illegal scaffolding <laughs> that we scaled and 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 drew our logo on and we we'd gone through uh, like I'm an artist and uh, I had a lot of ideas and we were driving ourselves absolutely crazy mm-hmm. uh, during lockdown um and for for many months before and and at the end of the day when we were convoluting everything and everything was getting so complex and we had all these ideas and graphics and and we were like we just need to strip this entirely back because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's it's a debut album every single song is so personal we just wanted something on that album cover that is entirely us so it was it's literally our studio and it is our logo and the the ghostly figures in front of it is just us. Uh, it's it's literally that simple. So it's it's not a uh, not nothing complex at all. It is uh, it's just raw raw as anything and um, yeah, sim- simply us. I like That's that. perfect. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. It's, it's been a weird one. It's been a really odd ride because, I mean, we started in 2018 and since then uh, we have that that studio that, uh, that the X is on, mm-hmm. uh, on the album cover. We practically lived in that building. We, um, it's like an old converted mill and mm-hmm. uh, oh. Um, it's it's in, in made into multiple practice studios and a live room and um we hire the thing out for on a monthly basis so we we can stay in there 24 7 we've got key access mm-hmm. um and we we practically lived in this i don't think the owners will mind me saying pretty dank <laughs> 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 crumbling place but mm-hmm. it's our home yeah. Um, and so when we could, um, before lockdown and everything, we, we lived there. And, and for the first two years of our career, um, that, that's where we lived. That's where all the songs came from. We did it at volume and um, we are a jam band. We're, we're, we've always considered ourselves as a live band, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And that came from even our rehearsals. We we play it like like a gig and including writing as well it would always be at volume throwing ideas at each other mm-hmm. um and when we had that so we, we we had a handful of ideas for the album and then that got taken away completely mm. so um we uh, we had to adapt pretty quickly but luckily in in this is the raptor pad where we live now okay so oh. Uh, the majority of the band live here um so we are very lucky in that respect that uh one guitarist harley uh drummer matt and myself live here um so we were able to 
change our dynamic completely and and have to dial it back a little bit more in terms of volume um mm-hmm. but we we wrote a lot of the ideas here just in our living room and um while we were cooped up in the cage that was the house for uh, for three or four months yeah and we we wrote a handful of songs or the most part of songs um, we set up a little studio in the living room oh. and sent all of our de- ideas and demos all across to the other guys. And basically we had to yeah, learn pretty quickly how to capture the same feeling that we would in a room, but from, from file sharing, Yeah, which yeah. it was, it was an alien kind of feeling. Um, but uh, we do it over Zoom calls and stuff as well. So it kind of almost felt like we were in the same room. But we we learned to get over the frustrations of it being a little bit of a slower process of sending something by email and someone tweaking it, sending it back and us going, no, that's shit. Let's send it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ne- never that brutal, really. But it, it'd, be, it'd be like the minuscule things. So mm-hmm. it, the, 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 the whole process really... Um, took on a whole microscopic kind of element. We had we had the time and yeah. stuff that would have probably in the volume of the room may may have got overlooked or we wouldn't have gone into quite as precise detail. Mm-hmm. So in the in the long run, it actually was something quite beneficial, and I think the album came out more varied because of it because we were yeah. taking little details and kind of running with those uh, ideas a little bit more than perhaps we would have had we all been in a room together. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, yeah, from that and then uh, about a month or so before we were in the studio, the restrictions were dropped. So That's we took nice. everything that we had, took it back to the room, to our second home <laughs> and uh, and then and smashed it out at volume. And yeah, it kind of fell together a little bit at that point well, i'm glad you guys Perfect. were able to like adjust so well to like you know the new the new process mm-hmm. that you guys kind of develop it's you know what when it when it's a matter of necessity like there was no second thought it was mm-hmm. like we had our agenda we had our kind of timeline planned we we like to do things as far in advance and we put kind of want to paint a roadmap and um get things as as far in stone as we can um obviously when something is a massive curveball like not being allowed in a room together mm-hmm. you have to make make tweaks to that but i think because we had that end goal of like we're going to write an album we'd have written it whether we were in the room or not and yeah from from that detail of being taken away from each other it there was never a oh shit kind of moment it was mm-hmm. no we need to we need quickly need to adapt and luckily technology is a thing and it's beautiful so um we uh yeah quickly had to just learn myself i'm a complete technophobe so it oh. was a li- li- little bit of a more of a um a learn for me but uh mm-hmm. the other guys they're they're pretty savvy with everything so it was uh it was a, a quick learning process that's good that's good perfect 
Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oh, that is that is a tricky one. So I'm going to shamelessly plug this because okay. this is fresh. If you asked me on a different day, I'd probably mm-hmm. say a different thing because, again, with lockdown being a thing, it I got to go over everything with the finest tooth comb. I drove myself insane. <laughs> Bouncing off these walls because it was... Um, I, I often write a song and scrap it and write again because I feel that is how I get the best out of myself anyway. So whatever my first idea is, I usually scrap it. Mm-hmm. But this time I did that about seven or eight times on each song. Oh, God. So it was there. Whoa. Oh, wow. So you ha- I have to, have to love everything before it goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know when to stop? I don't. I run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes it's there but no it's uh, i think i think when the feel is there's definitely a feeling it's a feeling mm-hmm. when you know it it's there um but if there's any any slight element of doubt then i rip the plaster off and, uh, and get rid yeah but, but yeah because of because of that and because of the element of detail in this i've got so many things that i l- just love um so on a different day i'd probably say something different but this single's coming out on friday so uh <laughs> i'll go for the song that's most fresh okay. in my head and it's the song the frail and um the lyric is um the whole world cage born of heartache and outrage and um the murder will feast off the hands holding the least Ooh. that's so, good eric whoa <laughs> yeah that's yeah. very good yeah um, so that, that, that was in a, in a political time in a, in a political climate where i was kind of at my wits end and seeing seeing yeah the the murder feasting off the hands holding the least the yeah, mm-hmm. kind of was me 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 kind of done with certain political parties i probably won't go into too much detail in though fair enough all right uh so how did the track list for the album come about did you write the opening be the opener closer be a closer do you shuffle around and see what fits what was that process like yeah we um we wrote the songs basically we wrote half of the um the album separately um so it was in two two different stages so initially we we had like a um a shorter album kind of a little bit more planned in terms of oh this is going to go here and this is going to be go there but mm-hmm. as the way of the world was um uh, and things being as chaotic as they were it kind of felt right to uh to throw that plan to the wind um and so we we wrote the there's actually a lot more songs than actually are on the album uh, mm. there's a there was a lot more material so we actually had to go through a um a process of of deleting down for the album so the kind of theme of it kind of ha- ran away a little bit so we had to get it down to to the al- the the album tracks and then we rearranged it quite a lot and we kind of wanted we kind of wanted a journey 
um on there so we we it took a, a long time of um kind of placing the songs uh to to get the right the right ride that we wanted um but it it, it got to a point where it's kind of impossible to do pre-hand mm-hmm. just because everything was kind of changing so much um we got signed halfway through Damn. Uh, the process <laughs> So uh, it, yeah, kind of threw everything uh, out the window. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all it all for the greater good. Of course, sure. I have a double question here for you. One: How many songs did you have to cut off the album? And two: Will they ever see the light of day? Oh, I can't officially say. Ah, boo, boo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that, oh, that, yeah, and. The what I will say because I will give an answer because I like the question. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is the songs that we cut weren't because of it wasn't a quality issue. It was a meaning mm-hmm. issue. Um, so the songs that I kept on were very very specific because each um, each song kind of takes on a, a different aspect of the the outlook that i have on life since the accident whereas the others um which i think i can say we will see the light of day i think i think i think i think i'm allowed to say you're not leaking anything besides they might come out at some point exactly you're not telling us names dates you're not saying anything it's good not yet. I'll get loose lipped uh, eventually. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, the yeah, the, it was more of a the story arc of it. Uh, the reason they didn't come because weirdly enough, two two of the songs are like um, two of our favorites. Um, uh, to 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 some like I would say the majority of the band we all have very very heated um, mm-hmm. favorites and we we had, it was a painful um, kind of process narrowing things down but we we had to think of uh, the album as a whole um, and the, yeah there was a there was a few where like two members were like this is my favorite favorite song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we had to kind of uh leave it be but it, it yeah they cut they they'd have maybe taken the album in a, in a kind of a different direction um so they might they might be um they might have their use in a form at some point but uh, yeah can't be too specific obviously. i want to keep prodding so bad that i don't want yeah. to get you in trouble I'm the worst mm-hmm. as well, I, I just love to talk and i love to tell <laughs> so i'm definitely the worst person for this but yeah i uh yeah i worst person with secrets man <laughs> so don't prod too much don't, I'll, just, I'll just get in trouble it's okay we'll leave it we'll leave it for now yeah, okay now. Mm-hmm. we'll go uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, start with headphones on, should they blast at a party? What do you personally recommend? Oh, I always love the car like test. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can, if, if it's a really good album, then the, that'll be the true test of, is it a driving album? Mm-hmm. So if, if anyone's driving, if anyone's got a car or if it's their parents' car or partner's car, 
mm-hmm. that 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 would be uh, a, a huge recommendation loud uh is is definitely um the the best form For sure. uh, whether it's in headphones or whether it yeah our party um, but yeah, I think I think if I could recommend it, I I would love to hear someone's first reaction from having it uh, on a playlist in a car, nice, oh, and in the correct order. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Rock identity crisis. Fuck yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> that was nice. I and love quick. that. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Every every single one. <laughs> um, it's 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 so hard to 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 put into to one because the the album really is it almost serves as a journal extract. Uh, from the last couple of years mm-hmm. and as, as well as the pandemic uh, on a personal level we have gone through some things mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, and it has um, really n- it's been a spectrum like I, I hate to say it because it just sounds cliche as hell but like we we we've hit rock bottom and we felt some like incredible highs but like it's we wanted it to be a human as human as possible uh the album so there's some stuff that i find uncomfortable there's a song on there that i haven't really listened back to mm-hmm. uh, that was so um sort of uncomfortable writing it babes it was what i was going through at the time so um and what my family were going through um so it i didn't feel like i could possibly not put it in there yeah uh, because yeah I, we wanted to to bear our souls um um so yeah there's there's there's, there's some yeah some some major like that as i i'd like to say that we're pretty uh people of a sunny disposition and, and we like to party with the, with the best of them, mm-hmm. but like it, and, and for the most, for a lot of it, it is that, that feeling and it is the, as high, high as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, de- there's definitely some, some crashing lows and, and we touch on a lot of things in, in between. So um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it justice by saying um, any, any one emotion that I'd like anyone to feel. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Ooh. Favorite memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a really good question. There was, there was, there was just so much. I mean, it was, there was a particularly, um, obscure one that the, the, the second half of the the album when we i mean getting signed for one mm-hmm. that happened yeah. during the process of writing so that that is life-alteringly good yeah. mm-hmm. um so that that was like a huge huge um huge moment for us which changed changed our perspective completely um um 
but then going into that after getting signed and then a month later going into the studio to actually record uh, the second half of the album and we started it on my birthday so that was um so that was like a really cool feeling it was just kind of like we'd just come out of lockdown mm-hmm. everything was like crazy we got signed yeah and then and then got to start go see our favorite favorite dude in the world Oz mm-hmm. Cracks, our producer and be reunited we hadn't seen like any I didn't see my family I hadn't seen anybody mm-hmm. but um getting to see one of our best friends uh on my birthday starting to to polish up this album that as a whole was uh was an incredible feeling awesome. I still remember a lot of that after that because I'm pretty sure I got pretty drunk but I remember <laughs> I remember I was wearing a cowboy hat for most of it, and I don't know where it came from or where it's gone. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope right. you find it. Making memories, losing memories. That's, that's how we roll. Yep. Yeah. My God. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Oh, a snack mm-hmm. of choice. Snack uh, of it, choice. It has become... I mean, in, in the UK, it's now Greg's um, because that's like the cheapest place to go. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they usually, well, it depend, depends on, uh, sorry, I'm not being a very decisive mode today. But oh, okay. in, in the UK, like all of the, the, um, the service stations, they're like, it, it, we've got like a league table of, mm-hmm. uh, of the best ones. Um, and for the most part, they're just overpriced and it's like dog shit. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, but I do like that Greg's is kind of slowly taken over because uh, that would probably be it. Maybe a Greg's vegan sausage roll would probably be a, a good good go-to. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good, yeah. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? We'd be Texan barbecue, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I get that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> we give a barbecue Texan vibe. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. We're definitely. I I would say as a as a band, like we're all massive foodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think food it, here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's my people. Right. <laughs> that's. Uh, I knew I liked you guys straight away. Um, <laughs> The, um, yeah, like if we weren't a band, we probably would be starting a bar and grill and like a cocktail shack somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say, I would say barbecue, but like nothing in particular as a, as a dish, you would have to have a little bit of everything in there. Mm-hmm. You like, you kind of give me the vibe that like, you could like have your own show on food network. Like you're a foodie and like, you just kind of like, you give me that vibe where like you could mm-hmm. walk into a place and tell them either the food is shit or great. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that, that would be literally the dream uh, alongside uh, being in a band. So, uh, so that, that, that could be the goals. I don't when, know, you might set me on, on the right path there, dude. So I'll uh, appreciate that, Shane. When, when, when Raptors fucking takes over the world, you can be like, yo, I also want a show on Food Network. And they'll be like, hell yeah, Simon, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally opened my eyes <laughs> to a whole new thing there. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Raptors Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. That would be perfect. I would watch that. Yeah, watch that hands down. 
Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Six. We're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? That's what I mean when we said we like food. Yeah. It's a yeah. third food question. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably like get as many courses as possible to just uh just to delay my sentence a little mm-hmm. bit more and i'll be like is there a bottomless keep banquet? it coming yeah <laughs> keep it coming i haven't finished my bottomless like refill drink exactly yeah you go like 60 years yeah. um so, uh, on a serious note i i would i'd probably say either attacks and barbecue like we we've just mentioned on a more personal level matt our drummer in the band he makes like the best roast dinners um uh so that that would be uh that would probably be a good shout i'd get him him to cook he's also a beast so he might be able to break me out of jail (laughs) that'd be perfect and how you washing that food down Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah um i would probably say I mean, in a quite a, like a spice rum kind of mode at the moment. Um, so I'd probably, I'd probably go for a um, like a dead man's fingers rum. Nice. Cool. All right. Perfect. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, so many. So I would either go to, I always like the look of Essos in, um, in Game of Thrones. I felt it. It's it's pretty much Croatia and like Spain, yeah. Uh, modeled in that looks nice, but I, I I'm I'd probably be a sucker for uh, Middle Earth, um, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. It just looks really peaceful there. Nice. So, well, where wherever you choose to go, well, you gotta, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, there's kind of a war be, going that, on. <laughs> if that would be the thing, if I if I got given that choice and mm-hmm. and someone was actually going to put it there, I would come up with that stupid vague answer. And they would be like, to Mordor you go. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Like right under Sauron. That that would be awful. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'd go for in in the peace times in in the Shire, I reckon that'd probably be a a good a good place to go. And that's where we'd open our Raptors Bar and Grill. There you go. Hell yeah. It all works out. It all works out. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Ooh. What is your favorite color? Favorite color? Mm-hmm. Oh, like I am. I'm a freelance artist, so I I feel like I shouldn't be biased towards any particular. <laughs> but I do. I am always drawn in by a hot pink, um, or like a. A claret red. Okay. Ooh, that's those good. are very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, good pick. So, as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? So, um, the album is coming out really, really soon. It's flying. Time is flying by. So, the 24th of June is going to be Living Without Death's Permission. It's going to be out via Metal Blade Records and Blacklight Media. So, yeah, if you want to pre-order it now or if you want to check it out on that day, hit us up on our socials. Raptors, R-X-P-T-R-S. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for now. That's been Simon from Raptors, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.